Hello and welcome to My Daily Trivia. I'm your host, Danny, and today is Monday, August 14th, and I hope you're having a wonderful day. I hope you had a wonderful weekend, and if this is your first time listening, I, of course, want to say welcome. My Daily Trivia is a 10-round quiz show with no specific themes, topics, or categories. We do, however, have a new episode every day, Monday through Friday, with each day getting progressively harder. So... Today is, of course, Monday, which means today will be the easiest day of the week. As always, if you find this episode challenging, I encourage you to listen to it anyway. In fact, I encourage you to listen to the rest of the week as well. You just never know when you might know the answer to a question. And if you don't, you might learn something. As always, if you find this episode to be a little too easy, well, tune in tomorrow. We're going to make it a little bit harder. So without further delay... Let's get into today's round of questions with question number one. Which American rock band formed in Las Vegas in 2001 is known for its hits like Mr. Brightside, Somebody Told Me, and When You Were Young? And that band is... The Killers. The Killers are an American rock band formed in Las Vegas in 2001 by Brandon Flowers and Dave Kooning. After going through a number of short-term bass players and drummers in the early days, both Mark Sturmer and Ronnie Vannucci Jr. joined the band in 2002. The band's name is derived from a logo on the bass drum of, of a fictitious band portrayed in the music video for the New Order song Crystal. The Killers have released seven studio albums, each of which reached the top spot in the UK Albums chart. The Killers are considered one of the biggest rock bands of the 21st century, selling more than 28 million records worldwide, including 10.8 million in the US alone. They have performed in over 50 countries and on six continents, headlining venues such as Madison Square Garden, Wembley Stadium, and Glastonbury Festival. I myself have seen them twice and am a personal fan. So that is the Killers out of Las Vegas. Moving on to question number two. What is the largest bird species in the world, native to Africa, known for its long neck and legs, its graceful appearance, and distinctive black and white plumage? And the answer there is the ostrich. Ostriches are a large flightless bird. They're the heaviest living birds and lay the largest eggs of any living land animal. With the ability to run at 43.5 miles per hour or 70 kilometers per hour, they're the fastest birds on land. They are of the genius Struthio in the order Struthioformis, a diverse group of flightless birds also known as radits that include the emus, rias, Cassiowaris and kiwis. There are two species of ostrich, the common ostrich, native to large areas of sub-Saharan Africa, and the Somalian ostrich, native to the Horn of Africa. The common ostrich used to be native to the Arabian Peninsula as well, and ostriches were present across Asia as far east as China and Mongolia during the late Pleistocene and possibly into the Holocene as well. They are farmed worldwide, with significant industries in the Philippines and in Namibia. Ostrich feathers 
is actually a very lucrative commodity, and the large feathers are used as plumes for the decoration of ceremonial headgear, and ostrich eggs are still consumed today as they have been for millennia. So, largest bird species in the world is the ostrich. Moving on to question number three. What is the freezing point of water in Celsius? And that freezing point is zero degrees Celsius. At zero degrees Celsius, fresh water transitions between the solid and liquid states at sea level. Water has a few specific properties that cause it to freeze. For one, water is a molecule made up of two hydrogen atoms and one oxygen atom. This makes it a polar molecule, meaning that the two hydrogen atoms are positively charged and the oxygen atom is negatively charged. Because of this polarity, water molecules are att attracted to each other to form clusters. Secondly, water is a good solvent. This means that it can dissolve many substances. Water is the only natural substance that can dissolve itself to create a solution. This quality allows water to absorb a great deal of heat before it begins to freeze. The exact temperature at which water will freeze depends on the atmospheric pressure. At high altitudes, for example, where the air pressure is lower, water can freeze at a higher temperature than it would at sea level. So this is why you often see ice forming on mountain peaks long before it appears in the valleys. Now, if you do not live in the United States, you may have found this to be a relatively easy question. So as a follow-up to that, let me ask you, at what temperature does water freeze in Fahrenheit? Do you know the answer to that? Well, the answer there is 32 degrees Fahrenheit. So there you go. American listeners, little challenge with the Celsius maybe, and non-American listeners, little challenge with the Fahrenheit. Moving on to question number four, what is the currency of the United Kingdom? That currency is the pound sterling. Pound sterling is the currency of the United Kingdom and nine of its associated territories. Now, if you just said the pound, I probably would have accepted that answer. The pound is the main unit of sterling, and the word pound is also used to refer to the British currency generally, often qualified in international contexts as the British pound or pound sterling. In British English, its most common nickname is quid. Sterling is the world's oldest currency that is still in use, and that has been in continuous use since its inception. It is currently the fourth most traded currency in the foreign exchange market after the US dollar, the euro, and the Japanese yen. Together with those three currencies and the yuan from China, it forms the basket of currencies which calculate the value of the IMF special drawing rights. As of late 2022, sterling is also the fourth most held reserved currency in global reserves. So, United Kingdom currency, that is the pound sterling. Moving on to question number five. Which river is the longest in the United States, flowing from its source in Minnesota to its mouth in the Gulf of Mexico?
And the answer there is the Mississippi. The Mississippi River, that's M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I, the Mississippi River is the second longest river and chief river of the second largest drainage in North America, second only to the Hudson Bay drainage. From its traditional source of Lake Itasca in northern Minnesota, it flows generally south for 2,340 miles, that's roughly 3,766 kilometers, to the Mississippi River Delta in the Gulf of Mexico. With its many tributaries, the Mississippi's watershed drains all or parts of 32 U.S. states and two Canadian provinces between the Rocky and Appalachian Mountains. The main stem is entirely within the United States. The total drainage basin is roughly 1,150,000 square miles. That's about 2,900,000 square kilometers, of which only about 1% is in Canada. The Mississippi ranks as the 13th largest river by discharge in the world. The river either borders or passes through the states of Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, Illinois, Missouri, Kentucky, Tennessee, Arkansas, Mississippi, and Louisiana. So I'm from Minnesota, so I'm very familiar with the Mississippi. I've been to the place it started in Lake Itasca in northern Minnesota. I know someone who has canoed the entire length of the Mississippi. As a matter of fact, I just got a beer on the shores of the Mississippi with some friends this past weekend. So flowing from the source here in Minnesota to the Gulf of Mexico, the River Mississippi. Moving on to question number six. What type of creature is the main character Shrek in the animated film series of the same name. And the answer there is an ogre. Shrek is an ogre. Shrek is the protagonist of the book of the same name, a series of films by DreamWorks Animation, as well as a musical. Shrek is a large, green-skinned, physically intimidating ogre with a Scottish accent. Though surly, dangerous, cynical, misanthropic, and venomously cranky, Shrek is peaceful and does not care to hurt anyone, but just wants to live in solitude and be left alone. Shrek is accompanied by Donkey, an excitable and hyperactive talking donkey, when Shrek is first seen, he, is, he successfully scares off villagers by roaring at them, but it later becomes obvious that they were only attacking him because he is an ogre rather than because he has done anything wrong. The name Shrek is derived from the German word Shrek, meaning fright or terror. And in the films, Shrek was voiced by Mike Myers, and on May 21st, 2010, Shrek actually received a star on the Hollywood Boulevard Walk of Fame in Los Angeles. So that is Shrek. I actually did not know that Shrek was originally from a book. I didn't know that at all. So Shrek the Ogre from the book, the film series, as well as the musical. Moving on to question number seven. What is the name of Apple's voice-activated virtual assistant? That virtual assistant is named Siri. 
I have to be careful not to set my phone off just now. Siri is a virtual assistant that is part of Apple Inc.'s operating systems. It uses voice queries, gesture-based control, focused tracking, and a natural language user interface to answer questions, make recommendations, and perform actions by delegating requests to a set of internet services. With continued use, it adapts to users' individual language usage, searches, and preferences, returning into individualized results. Siri is a spin-off from a project developed by the SRI International Artificial Intelligence Center. That's actually where, where she gets her name, SRI International Artificial Intelligence Center. Its speech recognition engine was provided by Nuance Communications, and it uses advanced machine learning technologies to function. Its original American, British, and Australian voice actors recorded their respective voices around 2005, unaware of the recording's eventual usage. Kind of interesting. Siri was released as an app on iOS in February of 2010. Two months later, Apple acquired it and integrated it into iPhone 4S at its release on October 4th of 2011, removing the separate app from the iOS App Store. Siri has since become an integral part of Apple's products, having been adapted into other hardware devices, including newer iPhone models, iPad, iPod Touch, Mac, AirPods, Apple TV, and HomePods. So, once again, Apple's voice-activated virtual assistant is named Siri. Moving on to question number eight. What is the term used to describe a word that has the opposite meaning of another word. And that term is an antonym. An antonym. I have to admit, this might be a little difficult for a Monday, but maybe maybe you got it. An antonym in in lexical semantics. Opposites are words lying in an inherently incompatible binary relationship. For example, something that is long entails that it is not short. It is referred to as a binary relationship because there are two members in a set of opposites. The term antonym and the related antonymity is commonly taken to be synonymous with opposite. But antonym also has other more restricted meanings. Graded antonyms, for example, are word pairs whose meanings are opposite and which lie on a continuous spectrum, so hot and cold. Complementary antonyms are word pairs whose meanings are opposite but whose meanings do not lie on a continuous spectrum, so, for example, push or pull. And relational antonyms are word pairs where opposites makes sense only in the context of the relationship between two meanings. So, for example, there is teacher and pupil. So, once again, the word that is used to describe the opposite meaning of another word is antonym. Moving on to question number nine. What is the largest planet in our solar system? And that planet is Jupiter. 
Jupiter is the fifth planet from the Sun and the largest in the solar system. It is a gas giant with a mass more than two and a half times of all the other planets in the solar system combined and slightly less than one one thousandth the mass of the Sun. Jupiter is the third brightest natural object in the Earth's night sky after the Moon and Venus and it has been observed since prehistoric times. It was named after Jupiter, the chief deity of ancient Roman religion. Jupiter is primarily composed of hydrogen, it's about 90% by volume, followed by helium, which consists a which constitutes a quarter of its mass and a tenth of its volume. The ongoing contraction of Jupiter's interior generates more heat than the planet receives from the sun. Because of its rapid rotation rate of one rotation per 10 hours, the planet's shape is an oblate spheroid. It has a slight but noticeable bulge around the equator. The outer atmosphere is divided into a series of latitudinal bands with turbulence and storms along their interacting boundaries. The most obvious result of this is the Great Red Spot, a giant storm which has been observed since 1831 and possibly even earlier. So, largest planet in our solar system, and maybe even one of the coolest one, cooler ones, is Jupiter. Moving on to our last question of the day, question number 10. In baseball, how many bases are there total on the field? And the answer there is four. There are four bases. Now, you may be thinking that might have been a trick question. Is home plate counted as a base? Yes, in fact, it is counted as a base. The starting point for much of the action on the field is home plate. Officially, it's actually titled home base. It's a five-sided slab of white rubber. The plate is set into the ground so that its surface is level with the field. A baseball infield is the square area within the four 90-foot baselines. It's about 60 feet baselines in Little League Baseball for people under 12 years old and under. The four bases are integral parts of the infield. A ball that touches any part of the base is considered a fair ball. All the bases, including home plate, lie entirely within fair territory. Thus, any batted ball that touches those bases must necessarily be ruled a fair ball. While the first and third base bags are placed so that they lie inside the 90 square foot formed by the bases, the second base bag is placed so that its center, unlike first, third, and home, coincides exactly with the point of the 90 foot square. You got that? So it's a square, uh, and at 90 feet, the point of that 90 foot square is exactly the center of second base. This basic layout has actually changed little since the Knickerbocker rules of the 1840s. So, once again, how many bases are on the field in baseball? There are four. So, that will conclude this round of my daily trivia. If you found this round to be simple, that's great. I encourage you to check in tomorrow on Tuesday. We'll make it a little bit more of a challenge. And, of course, if you found this one to be a little bit harder, well... I encourage you to listen for the rest of the week anyway. You never know. You just might know the answer. You might surprise yourself. 
And even if you don't, you might learn something as well. As always, we encourage you to tell your friends, tell your family, tell, tell them about our show here. We're trying to grow the community here at My Daily Trivia. And I want to thank each of you again for listening to My Daily Trivia. I'm your host, Danny, and I will see you tomorrow. <laughs>